morning and welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad that you took time out of your day to listen to us. We designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. It's a conversation beyond believing and what comes after salvation. We'll have a relative and realistic discussion about our faith and break down the things that make Christianity confusing. Our goal here is to bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically in your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast, where we take a practical approach to Christianity. This is Bill and I'm joined by Alan. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Bill. How you doing? Yeah, doing great, man. Just glad to be here. Good, good. Okay, so we actually we've been talking about salvation and, and our walk. We use the, the term Christ-centered a lot. And I just wanted to, you know, go back and, you know, salvation is the belief on Jesus Christ for eternal life. In heaven, um, we we obtain that by, you know, calling on Him, believing on Him, uh, asking for His forgiveness, repentance, and baptism, um, and then we we start our walk. And I just wanted to ask you, what do you feel? What would your definition of being Christ-centered be? You know, I, I love the definition of salvation makes it easy to understand my, my definition of being Christ centered is just replacing all the things in your life that were worldly with things that are of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Like, like I feel yeah. like that's, that's embodies the whole thing. Uh, when you take all the things that you used to do and you turn, uh, to Jesus and you seek your salvation, you're going to have to start pulling out things in your life that weren't, uh, like I like to put it, adding anything to it. Right. You know, it's taken away a lot of your character and qualities and uh, in some cases, morals and ethics. And when you start taking all that stuff out, that's negative and start putting Christ in it, then you're centering your life around Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And um, I believe that that's a hang up for a lot of people because they, first of all, they, they don't know how simple it is to obtain your salvation. Um, a lot of people, and we've talked about this before and too many people think it's way easier than it actually is. But um, I believe a lot of people are so afraid of change and replacing things with Christ. And it, it sounds kind of scary, but um, actually, I, I think I can simplify it because this is the way I, I can understand it myself. You know, we're all um, familiar with natural relationships, with earthly relationships, you know, uh, I'm sure when you were dating your wife, you didn't see her like once or twice a week, you know, before you got married and, and, and everything was cool. I mean, you wanted to talk yeah, it was to all her all the time. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to talk Hours all long the time. conversations, Absolutely. every single free minute. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, every relationship, you know, and, and I don't see why people can't make that correlation that to have a, Christ-centered relationship doesn't mean that you're going to completely change everything. And that's the only thing that you can do. You sit at home all day and you read and you pray and, and, and things of that nature. Um, yeah. You know, you don't abandon everything. You, you only abandon the things that aren't bringing glory to God. And the analogy of the natural relationship, you know, you, you pursued that. 
And, yeah. and it's what we have to do with Jesus. We have to put him at the center of our lives and we have to pursue that relationship. You know, and, and like I said, we wouldn't try to pursue a relationship with a you know boyfriend or a girlfriend um, three or four hours a week. You know, we're there all the time and we don't have to be that obsessive about a relationship with Jesus. I mean, it's, it doesn't hurt if you want to be. Absolutely. I mean, I, I do pursue a lot um, in my own personal life, but it's not necessary to to, like I said before, just abandon everything. Yeah. But when uh, Jesus actually is the center, you know, you're going to pursue it just like any other relationship and you're going to maintain it like any other relationship. Well, I think. I think pursuit uh, falls in a couple categories. It depends on the urgency of your pursuit. Right. Some people uh, have the time to set aside to pursue at a faster rate uh, right. with more quantity than other folks do. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know why people get hung up, not hung up. That's a bad word. I don't know why salvation is harder than uh, your walk or your, or centering your life around Christ, because centering your life around Christ is the harder part is right. changing everything. Once you obtain your eternal salvation. Right. And I don't, and, and for me, it's like I, you and I have talked, we look at it as so many people hang back from, from their salvation to obtain salvation. They just hang back from it. Right. When the hardest thing is taking the things in your life and Man, some of those uh, habit forming things that were in your life for so long that aren't good for you are really hard to get rid of. They are, uh, you know, getting centered on on Jesus Christ is it, it's easy in concept. It's hard in action. Right. It's easy to look at and say, yeah, I won't have a problem doing that. But then once you start putting the rubber to the road. Right. It's pretty hard. Right. Absolutely. And, and you're absolutely right. The the salvation part scares a lot of people. But it's actually the the being Christ centered that's more scary uh, when you think about it. And I, and I view it this way, you know, I view that a lot of people look at a relationship with with God or a Christ centered relationship as, you know, one with between a parent and a child. You know, the, the child just wants to get out and do their own thing. Right. And they don't want to be under that. Uh, submission. They don't want to have some be the submission. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to be um, to a point where they have to be obedient to someone. They want to do their own thing. And I think a lot of people view a Christ centered relationship the same way. They're like, oh, I just want to do my own thing. I don't want Christ to, you know, I have all these bad things that I would like gone, but it's going to change my life. I'm not sure that. I could handle that. Yeah. So, um, well, and people too, as soon as you say obedience, people are like, Whoa. Oh, absolutely. What do I have to stop to? Why? Yeah. Why do I have to do that? And now the culture is how dare you tell me what to do? (laughs) Exactly. So then, you, you know, as soon as you say obedience, people, you know, they, they make an about face and turn away from it. And, and unfortunately it isn't as much about obedience as it is about submission, letting go of your will doing what God's will is. And in, in that submission, you just become obedient. You become right. obedient to the things that are biblical or, or, right. you know, the, the teachings of Jesus Christ. And it's, it changes your life. Listen, 
I said it before. I hate stopping and saying, listen all the time. But if you will take the bad things out of your life and replace them with good things and center your life on Jesus Christ, I don't know what else you, I don't know what you expect to happen. Right. Good things happen. Absolutely. It's not all rosy all the time, but you know, if you're, if you're out trying and, and learning and studying, uh, and, and practicing those teachings, then, you know, good things fall, fall behind that. If you're out doing, you know, bad stuff and, <laughs> and, and, and not treating people right, then bad right. things happen from that. And we can both testify to that. We yeah. can both confirm that that is truth. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a change in your life when you, I'll, t- I'll tell you my process. Uh, I threw a whole bunch of information at me trying to uh, work my salvation off. You right. know, Hey, I got, I got saved. Uh, I, I went after my salvation. And then I said, well, since I'm saved, I'm going to do all this stuff because right. that's what saved people do. Right. That's not the reality. Absolutely. And you're, you're absolutely right. And I believe that's another thing people look at a Christ centered relationship as yeah. like just consuming. Yeah. Yes. Consuming every hour of your day and, and, th- and things, but it, it's, it's going through your day, but looking at things through Christ's eyes, through God's eyes. And you can only do that by getting into the Bible and, and learning how God wants us to view things. Yeah. We can't do that on our own. Well, if you, Think about it this way. If you start a walk where you pursue God and let's just say you don't do anything the Bible says at all. You don't even you don't even start those practices and you just eliminate the bad things. Then all you're doing is stopping things. You're getting rid of extra things that your life was full of. You're not actually adding anything to your plate. You're just going through life saying, hey, I'm going to stop drinking and and. Right. Uh, being a womanizer and and uh, being prideful. I'm just going to stop those things. Right. You're not adding anything. Right. Else. You're, not, you're not adding kindness. You're not adding love. Yep. Those things come naturally when you take out the negative. Definitely. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and success in anything really isn't always addition. No, it is subtraction yeah. because you can add and add and add and add, but you may not be adding the correct thing. You may yeah. be just adding stuff. That has no value. Yeah. And that's, I used to, I used to have this, uh, this, this not really a saying, just something I used to think of all the time. I I used to get around people that could tell you a a line in a movie from 20 years ago. I remember the movie uh, Top Gun. Right. They could recite every word that Tom Cruise had in the movie and everything. And I'm like, why would you put all that useless stuff in your brain? That was me. It does not. It it doesn't come back for anything. Right. So you were cool. We'd hang out at a bar and you would talk about. I knew this one line that Tom Cruise had in a movie in 1984, 85 or whatever it was. Right. Absolutely. And that's me. I am. I have a plethora of useless information. Right. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. So your walk with with God and your pursuit of of having a Christ centered life is actually taking out all of that useless information that didn't really add value to your life and adding things in that really create a, a valuable lifestyle. I mean, it's not, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not uh, a, it's it's not a quick fix. Nah, it's not. And I'll tell you, cause it's been just about two years and I, man, I still struggle. Oh, absolutely. I struggled yesterday. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, as much as we want to have the best response and church last night was phenomenal. I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was a great message. I thought the attitude and the mood and, and I just thought everybody was just having a really good time. And, and I don't know, for whatever reason, when I left, uh, I just was, I got in a bad mood and I try to pull that away and it's not, it's just life. Right. There's no, there's no specific to it. It's just life. All right. And you know, it really takes taking your mind off of what you're feeling definitely, and what you're focusing in on. And I call it the million mile view. If you think about being, close your eyes, think about your million miles above the earth and think about what you see. Right. You can't see us. Right. It's not about us. Right. You see, uh, you know, a, a planet. Right. Maybe from a million miles. I don't even know if you'd see that. It might be a twinkle. Right. But just think about that. We, it, we're so small in the scheme of things, but yet we put so much value on ourselves. Right. And that takes it away from being centered on Jesus Christ. Definitely. And you said it well, yeah, we put a lot of value on things that actually don't add up to anything that don't really matter. And uh, I was a horrible student in school. <laughs> I was horrible. Yeah, I didn't too. care. That's one about... more thing we have in common. Oh, okay. Great. Oh. Great. Um, I just didn't have the interest. Now that I'm older, I, I care more about history and um, I care more about learning different things. You know, actually, this podcast is evidence that I wasn't that diligent yeah. in school because I mean, my English, my grammar, whatever. But that's cool. Nah, I just hope to help man. Like, but it's um, not about being perfect. The, the older I got, the more interested I became in history and stuff. But I enjoyed going and seeing it, like the plantations in um, New Orleans. You know, and, or up and down River Road in, right. in Louisiana. Um, I'd love to go see it. There are things around our area that I love to go see, ruins and stuff. Um, to sit in a classroom and read that, I was like, no. Nah. But um, when you become Christ-centered, you know, your, your, your outlook changes and your interest yeah. changes. And I'm interested in the history of, you know, Jesus's walk when he was on this earth. I'm interested in learning about the things of the Bible now. Whereas, you know, when I was in school, I didn't really care to crack a book because it just didn't interest me. It was so foreign. And I think that that's actually a lot of people. Um, I think that's why Christianity doesn't appeal to them because it seems so foreign and so difficult. And they're less like, no. Yeah, we, well, it's, it's, it's upbringing, it's an experience environment. I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of factors that weigh into it. I'll tell you, you know, if we, if we sit and we surround ourselves in it every single day, it's not foreign. Right. But when we start to remove it from certain things in our life where, you know, we don't take our kids to church or we don't read the Bible or, or do devotions with them, or we don't, uh, we, we, we allow the worldly music and the YouTube and, and those things to take the place of the Christ centered things, then it, then you do take that stuff out of it. And so your experience and your knowledge base is more worldly and not more spiritual. And that, that creates a, a, a carnal world for people, man. They, Definitely. all they know is the world. Definitely. And you're absolutely right. And that's why I am where I am today. Not that I, I've said this before. It's not that I have arrived but I have right, a huge right. interest yeah. now. And it came from exposure. You know, I was a little boy going to church with my dad and my grandparents. Um, and 
throughout, throughout my life, you know, I was exposed to it because of my dad, Yeah, you know, he and I could have conversations, but it didn't interest me to go and, and pursue that walk myself. But yet it was in front of me all the time. And then when I saw him pass and saw the way that, you know, the calmness and everything that he had. Yeah. Um, it made me want to pursue it myself, but it started from exposure. And I, that is a huge problem in our culture today. People aren't exposed to the truth. Actually now truth is fluid. Yeah. Yeah. You can change it at any yeah. moment. You can, truth you can, is, you can interpret it however you want. Yeah. You can bend it, twist it. You know, imagine if your dad wasn't that way. Yeah. Can you imagine like where, uh, where you would be now or what your response to things would be if you never saw that in your dad. Right. If Absolutely. you weren't exposed to it. Yeah. And actually that's a, that's another conversation. This is one that I really want to study out um, is nature versus nurture. Yeah. Because my dad was one of eight children. Wow. And my grandfather and my dad had the closest walks with God I love everyone, my grandmother. Uh, but as far as his brothers and sisters, they really didn't have any interest. Yeah. You know, I mean, any deep interest. They had superficial interest. They would go to the church occasionally and everything. But it was really, it's really amazing to me to see how two parents can raise eight children and only one of them really live a Christ-centered life, even though they had the, all of them had the same exposure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a uh, philosopher and I'm not definitely not a scientist. Right. Um, oh, nor am I. Right. And at, and at 50, you know, you look back and you think, you know, you know, where did I go wrong? But that's the problem is we look at all of that right. as being wrong. And I don't think there is necessarily anything wrong with it. I have my salvation right now. Right. So if that's a mirror of my entire life or a representation of my entire life to this point, is it necessarily wrong? That's, you know, that, uh, that was God's correction in a way to get me to a place where I should have been. Right. Um, and there's plenty of people that even though they get that correction, they don't see it that way and they, and they turn away from it. Right. So I think you have to eat. It's, it's what you do with the knowledge you get. Right. Cause a lot of people get the knowledge and I'll tell you for, you know, for a long time, I didn't do anything with it. I knew it was there. My brother would right. talk to me, you know, I, we, we, I went to my dad's funeral and we stayed at a, at a, uh, bunch of these little like uh, fish camp places at this horse farm. It was, they were cabins. Right. And my brother and uh, his wife came and stayed up there with, uh, my wife and I, and that was the first time they all met. And you know, I, I described my brother as a Christian and it was almost in a negative way. Right. You know, like, Hey, yeah. you know, my brother's coming with his wife They're you know, they're Uber Christians. Right. Uh, and my wife was like, well, are you going to drink around him? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. but you know, yeah. but it was a negative. Right. And it, and, and having a Christ centered life, looking at it in retrospect, what was my life? Right. You know, and how I wonder, you know, hey, he probably said, hey, we're going to spend uh, the weekend with my brother and his wife. You know, he's a heathen. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know, like like yeah. we look at so much at, at yeah. everything on the opposite side of the spectrum as being bad when really it. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way, even though we view it like that. Right. And this is something I tell my son quite often. I'm like, when you point your finger at somebody else, there's four more pointing oh, back at man, you. Man. So, you know, be be careful. Be leery yeah. of what you say and how you say it. And I'm learning something else as well. 
um, what you reap, you will sow. Absolutely. Because I did not treat my dad with the respect that I should have. I did not, um, I did not take care of my dad the way that I should have in certain ways. You know, I was just, I was an idiot. You know, I, I, there's another way. And it creates regret sometimes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If they go back and look at it for what it was, there's a lot of things I wish I could go back and change, but it, you and I have had conversations. Every single thing in our life uh, has gotten us to where we're sitting here today talking about being Christ centered and giving the glory to God. I don't know necessarily that that whole thing is bad, even though points in it are pretty bad. Well, and we had talked about this before. I believe, I mean, I, I said this before as well. I don't think that God intended for me to take the walk that I walked. That's right. Uh, But if God can get the glory from my mistakes and it, I can relate to somebody that's like me. Um, I pray that there aren't too many people out there as hard headed as I was, Yeah, right. but maybe I can relate to someone that doesn't get it fully or they have no interests because it has been foreign. It has been, um, exposed to them in a foreign way, or they just can't wrap right. their head around it. I just pray that I can, um, out of my simple, you know, explanations and, and things can, can really, um, encourage someone like-minded, like I used to be. Yeah. To yeah, become well, we, the person that's, that I'm I think that's to why be. we are relatable to each other. Cause, oh, absolutely. Cause the lifestyles were, I mean, listen, we don't, we don't know each other, uh, really deeply as far as like how our lives were at every turn. But even like we talked about you and I last night in church, uh, you, you were like, I don't even know what you do in your free time is what you said to me. And I was like, yeah, like I, we don't even talk about that stuff because our life is, is centered around being as Christ-like as possible. Now, if it were not in church and we were five years ago, we would have common interest uh, right. Because we we just live those type of lifestyles right. lifestyles, but you know I think I think the biggest thing is is when we sit here and people listen to this, it's more uh, it's not a whole lot of in depth book Bible knowledge. It's right. not uh, a ton of scripture. It's how we have taken that stuff. Now, right. there, that, that stuff is applied. Trust yes. me and read my Bible every day. Right. Uh, I study out things like you do. Uh, it's just how we've applied that practically to our lives. And it is a practical approach. It's not rocket science. Right. It's Absolutely. very, very easily applied in your life. You just right. take bad stuff out. And just and something you said when we first started, or actually before we even started recording, you're like, you know, it seems like we're going over the same things a lot. There's, there's really not new topics. And you're absolutely right because it is simple when you break it down. I mean, um, you seek Jesus for your salvation and you become Christ centered, turn away from your sins. Yes. And you seek that relationship that, you know, will ultimately lead you to sanctification, which has been, um, separated from the world for God's purpose. Right. Um, you, that's where you ultimately want to be when you become, you know, a Christian. And, um, I believe there are so many people that, that get turned off by it because they um, just can't fully grasp it. Well, you can make it too complicated. I did. And that's how, uh, you know, in the, in the beginning, 
I got burnt out right. after I got saved and just started pouring all this stuff into a shot glass. I was, I was overwhelmed. I was right. like, man, there's just, you know, I'm, I'm starting in the old Testament and the new Testament. I'm reading all this stuff. I'm trying to study this out. I don't know what the words right. mean. And just the stuff we talk about. And it's not that it's not that it's not hard. I don't want to I don't want to make it sound too dumbed down Yeah, because it requires work. Right. It requires commitment. It requires sacrifice. Right. I, you know, if somebody asked me, you know, wow, man, how'd you get to where you're at? I'm like, I got rid of a lot of stuff. Exactly. Stuff yeah. that made me feel good. Right. You know, that I enjoyed that I, you know, that they're not necessarily all bad things, just things that weren't adding value in my life right. uh, or centering it around Christ. Right. Um, you know, you can go fishing on Sundays. Yep. You can go fit. You can choose to do that. Is that necessarily bad? No, but it doesn't honor God. Right. And you don't provide a lifestyle uh, for your family of right. worship. And so even though it's not by society's terms, a bad thing, I have thousands of people a day go fishing on Sundays, right? but they're not adding value in their life towards Jesus Christ. Right. And they're not honoring God. Right. And that to me is a big thing when we talk about being Christ centered is applying the principles of the teachings of Jesus Christ, living for your salvation. Uh, like you've said before is reciprocating, uh, what God has given us. Right. And then, uh, honoring God every day. And that's the hard part I struggle with. I can, I can, you give me a list, I can follow it. Right. I can check, check, check. I'm following the list. I'm doing good. And then I take over. Right. And then that's where I veer off the road. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, like last night, I just have a, a tough time. I struggle with some, some, some things. Uh, and I go off the road and then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, I just, I've made so many steps forward and progress and, this close relationship with God. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I just went back to the beginning. Right. <laughs> well, know? I don't think you're, you will ever go back to the beginning. I mean, you'd have to. Nah, but it feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. Um, it just and, feels like you, you know, you, you've worked so hard and then. Definitely. Man. <laughs> and, and you, you actually, you said it right there, you know, um, you can go down the list. You can do if if somebody gave you a list, you could follow that list and you know get the desired outcome. Yep. But Christianity isn't a one size fit all. Yeah. Because we don't all start from the same place. Yeah. You know, you and I are dragging. You know, we dragged a bunch of baggage into our relationship um, <laughs> that a lot of people don't have to deal with. You know, actually, so true. Mine was like a pickup truck full. It wasn't just a bag. It yeah, like, like you see on Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. you know, the big thing. They're moving out to wherever they went to L.A. or whatever. Yeah. Everything's falling off and tied down and rocking chairs hanging out. That Yeah, that was my life. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great analogy. Um, but it isn't a one size fit all because we, we start at different places and we have to learn different things. And, um, you know. The preacher can't sit up there and be like, well, nobody can can tell you, OK, check this box, yeah. check this box, check this box. Yeah, uh, because each of us start a different place. Each of us have different struggles. You know, this guy may not have a problem with something and this guy may have a huge problem with that. Um, so it's not going to be a universal right. thing for everyone. Yeah. And as soon as you overcome one. Another one takes its place. Oh. I mean, I, man, get rid of pride. Guess what else creeps in? Yep. You know, you have another issue that comes in and, and 
the checklist makes it easy to to organize the thoughts and categorize things, you know, set up a, a routine of praying in the morning, your right. first fruits, getting up and giving God that uh, attention and obedience first thing in the morning and then praying throughout the day. There are things you can do and definitely set aside time for. And then there's some things that just come unnaturally. That is a process of you living right. a life centered around Christ. It just right. happens. It just fulfills it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, being kind to people. Uh, being loving, being respectful. Right. Those things come as a result of pulling out, you know, being arrogant, right. pulling out, being prideful, <laughs> absolutely, uh, being profane. You yep. know, a lot, you take a lot of that out of your life and a lot of those other things just come naturally from it. Definitely. And um, my life has just really, really changed to a point where I, I didn't even recognize myself. And I, I think that's another problem as well. Um, if God did just, change us completely yeah. from the person that we were to the person that he wants us to be like immediately, we would be so confused and lost. Yeah. I'm, I'm confused half of the time during the day yeah. on my own. Yeah. If that were to happen truly, I think we would look back or look at ourselves at that point and be like, I don't even, I don't recognize myself. Exactly. And it would, for one, it wouldn't be bring glory to God because um, I mean, I can't say it wouldn't bring glory to God, but it wouldn't be as glory glorifying as it could be when um, you go through those struggles. Yeah. You're just so much more thankful when you overcome that from the struggles, because I've said it a million times, you know, the growth is in the struggle. Um, and I told you this before, you know, if the mountain was smooth, you couldn't get up it. You got to yeah. have those rough spots, yeah. you know, to grab well, onto. Listen. I'd rather take a smooth walk. I think everybody would, but life's just not geared like that. Oh, no, not, not at all. And for some people, it will be. That's the, the This podcast is geared towards people that are interested in their Christianity or their salvation or doing more with it or what comes right. after that. And just and exploring like, you know, hey, I'm having these problems in my life and I just, you know, I don't understand how to get past it. Right. And uh, there's a there's a great book that has, uh, what, 66 other books in it yes. that will help you with that? Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, well, actually, it doesn't, it won't just help you. It's got the answer to everything. Oh, yeah. Right. When you open it and you diligently seek, yeah. it has the answers to everything. And, and I've, I'm still amazed. Yeah, me too. You know, I can read, I've read the Bible through a couple times, um, but I can read a passage today and I can read it again in, in, three months yeah. and the application of that passage is, is different than it was yeah. the first time. I get something more from it every time. What's interesting to me is I, I heard somebody say, you know, what's your life verse. And when it was explained, it's a verse that kind of you attach yourself to. Yep. And I'll tell you every time, uh, I look through the Bible, if I'm reading a, a book in the Bible or even just a chapter or, you know, just a few verses, right. I always pick out something that either has applied to my life at some point would have drastically yeah. helped me if it was there. Right. Or it now I can relate to it. It's very relatable for me. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, when I look at it, I kind of, I, I, the Bible to me is very hard uh, to study 
piece by piece. Right. Uh, and as a whole, when I start to look at the Bible and I start to read things and the stories make sense and the teachings make sense and the gospel makes sense, you want to go back to it. Right. It's not in the beginning when I looked at the Bible, it was very hard. It was easy to put down, hard, right. to, hard to read and easy to put down. Now it's easy to read and hard to put down. Yeah, so absolutely. It, did I say that right? Yes, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, the best that I could tell, it, you yeah. said it right. And um, you're absolutely right. The um, the Bible is, is such an amazing piece of work, and, and I don't think people give it enough opportunity. They'll read it once or they'll read it, yeah. um, you know, sporadically. And, well, that didn't do anything for me or, you know, I don't really see it. And when you read it with... Um, with the Holy Spirit, when you read it with with that and you read it uh, with the intention of getting something from it or you, this is something amazing that I have found. Um, I can have something on my heart. I can have I can be struggling with something. I can right. be looking for an answer. And I'll just pick up the Bible and start reading where I, I may have left off yesterday or whatever. And. Within, you know, that reading time, I'm going to find an answer to what my problem was. And yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it happens, right? How does like, that happen? It's kind of like sitting in church and hearing a sermon and it sounds like. right at you. Yeah. Nobody else is in the, in the church with you. Right. It's, it's right at you. You're sitting there thinking, who told him? Oh, my gosh. Right. But you got exactly what you needed. And you're probably not the only person in that congregation that got what you know, what the message should have been to you. Um, There's a depth to a lot of that stuff, being in church, hearing a message preached at you, right. opening the Bible and doing a daily reading, finding something applicable in your life. Right. But you know, when that stuff doesn't happen, when, when your life isn't Christ centered, exactly. It just doesn't happen because yeah. you're not, you're not providing those things uh, to yourself and you're not uh, giving up stuff in your life for God. Um, and it's not that hard. I know right. people, people will listen and, you know, and they don't, you're not going to miss that stuff in five years. Oh, absolutely. Well, you, you said it in the beginning, um, you know, well, not in the very beginning, but you said it before that it's all about exposure. Um, I was exposed from my childhood oh, on man. up and you may come into to the church, you may come into seeking a relationship with Jesus Christ in your 40s or 50s. Um, well, you're not any worse off than I than I am because yeah. you know you started out so late. Uh, but it's exposure. It's you know how much do you expose yourself to? It? How much? How open are you to it? Um, how willing are you to die to yourself? Well, the the exposure. Let's do a contrast. Your exposure at a young age uh, was very godly, spiritual. Your dad, your grandfather. Mine was mixed. My dad was an alcoholic. Right. Uh, he was a womanizer. We went on school nights and spent, me and my brother spent time at bars doing our homework right. while they're playing pool, drinking beer and shooting darts. Wow. And then, you know, my grandfather was uh, very committed to church on Sundays uh, it wasn't pat. It wasn't more than that. Right. You know, there were services on Wednesdays and and Sunday evenings. We only went Sunday morning. Right. Um, you know, so there was a big contrast. You had exposure right. to spiritual things. We had exposure to worldly things. Where did my life go? Right. 
you know, now listen, you gravitated away, yep. but my exposure and, you know, I knew better as an adult. I'm not saying my dad and the upbringing uh, was the sole uh, cause of everything, right. but it was a huge uh, influence. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, you could, and it goes back to the nature versus nurture because that is such a deep subject. And I don't think there's ever been no. an answer. Right. But, uh, you know, you look at there's serial killers actually yeah. that came from very loving, supportive families that they just went off in left field and did some horrendous things. And so it, it's, it's not upbringing. It's not, um, it's not our exposure to those things that hinder us in the long run. It's our lack of exposure um, after a certain point in our life. It's when, an ingredient. Oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. A, without a doubt. There's an ingredient. There. Yes. And it will it will influence your free will. Right. Uh, I don't think any two people are the same. And I definitely don't think, you know, look at look at my brother and I yep. uh, twins. Same age, same, uh, you know, same upbringing, same influences. Uh, and as he became an adult, he he went a more spiritual route than I right. did. And, you know, he centered his life around Christ. I, I'm lucky. Uh, I'm blessed. Luck is a very small piece of it. You know, that's me right. just opening a door and not realizing what was behind it. But right. uh, a lot of it is God's will and centering your life around Christ. It's it's a no brainer. Oh, absolutely. Really, it's a no brainer. Yeah. And you can start anytime. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, that's about it for today. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Uh, the website is up. It's www.graceworks, W-O-R-X, all one word, graceworks.net. Uh, there's, uh, the past episodes of the podcast. There's some daily devotions and, uh, a form so you can submit feedback to us if you'd like. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.